You're listening to Once, episode 247, Firebird Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Hunter Hathaway. And Hunter, thank you for joining me, filling in for Aaron for this episode of our initial reactions. We just finished watching this episode, Firebird. And what'd you think, Hunter? I actually really liked it. I really liked all the flashback parts. That was my favorite. I felt like initially starting to see the beginning of the episode i was thinking uh, i don't know if i like this episode so much the flashbacks seem kind of random but then by the end of the episode it just kept getting better and better and better toward the end of the episode and i really like this and this was an espinsode as we like to call yes. it jane espinson wrote this episode and that clearly shows in the great dialogue and all the emotional feels in this episode there's a lot of them there's a lot. There is happiness and sadness and got to see some fun people who we hadn't seen in a very long time. Yes. So let's talk about this. These are only our highlights because these are our initial reactions. We'll dig into the episode more deeply in our upcoming full discussion, which you can find out our schedule over at oncepodcast.com slash live and subscribe over there on the website too. And the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 247. I thought the flashbacks... We're, again, answering a question that I didn't know I had. Or I think at one point I had the question, but then forgot about it. And that question for me was, how did Emma become a Bale Bondswoman? I just love the fact that we got to see how she took over Cleo's personality. Like, yeah. if you, like I loved when Cleo sat down at the table with her in the beginning, and then Emma runs to her car, and there's a boot on the car. Like, well, that's where she got these tricks from. Because we saw that in another episode yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot that was just like the pilot episode. Yes. And this is also kind of like the episode Tallahassee was kind of the origin story for the yellow bug. This was the origin story for the red jacket. I just, I loved it when, I know, we probably all saw it coming. But when Emma was in that clothing store, and looked over at something. I knew it was going to be the red jacket. And seeing her put the red jacket on, I really got excited about that. That was yeah. really cool. No, like as soon as they kind of hid that, I knew it was the red jacket. Because like they didn't point it out right away. Like as you walk, as she walked into the store. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very torn about what they're doing now with Hook and Emma. Because on one hand, and I feel like this is so much what we were talking about only a few months ago, but I feel like it was really beautiful, really painful. Yes. And I don't know which way I want them to go. I don't know either. But why couldn't he take the elevator up with her? Well, they could have had a last minute or two together. Yeah, but because he didn't want to say goodbye in front of everyone else. I know, but I would have loved it if he had gone up with her. Yeah. They just got a couple more minutes together. I, a lot of fans of the show are probably going to be upset about that, but I don't know that it's necessarily final. And I know you may know some spoilers since you help uh, provide the spoilers for our full discussion, so you may not be able to comment here. But 
I feel like this is not final. The way that Emma was looking back, the way that Emma was talking, it's not like she's just going to take off the red jacket and move on. Oh, no, I don't see that happening. I mean, I I don't know personally, spoiler-wise. We know a lot of stuff, but not exactly everything. And I don't know how this is going to turn out. <laughs> so I don't know how, if he's going to make it back or how he's going to make it back or if it's even possible anymore. And the way that this episode ended was a bit different from what I was expecting with the way that the episode was going. I thought, okay, Zadies are going to Storybrooke and they're going to take over. Meanwhile, the heroes are stuck in the underworld trying to figure out how to get out. But no, everyone except Hook, yes, everyone else got out. I thought Emma was going to stay. Like, all the way up until she ran through the portal, I had this feeling, this gut feeling that she was going to stay in the underworld. Yeah. I I could almost imagine them doing something like next week, she wakes up, and this was all just another one of those predictive dreams. (laughs) But I I hate that storytelling uh, plot line, so I really don't want to see them do that, but... I wouldn't be surprised. She, she wakes up in the mental hospital and everything was a dream. <laughs> they've, do, they've done that on multiple shows. Yeah. They've yeah. done that on Buffy, which I know Jane Espenson has worked on. They've done that on Charmed, which is another one we talk about. <laughs> so I could see them doing that. I like the similarity with Rumple and Pan in this episode, as well as going back to the mid-season finale of season three. Because there, when Rumpel killed Pan, uh, Rumpel and Pan there with the the dagger going through them both, Pan said uh, uh, something about a happy ending, and Rumpel said, but Papa, I'm a villain, and villains don't get happy endings. And that's essentially the same thing as they said here, villains don't get happy endings. I love the twist on this, because I was just, I did not see that coming. The whole heart filled with the water mm-hmm. of the River of Souls. I loved that. I thought that was awesome. So that means that Pan is completely gone. I <laughs> wanted to see him again. I wanted to see him in Storybrooke, even though this whole bringing people back from the dead thing, switching hearts, that whole thing. I don't like that that can even be a possibility, but it did open the ideas of possibility for some of these beloved villains to return back to Storybrooke. But the only villain we have not well, villains, we do still have two villains. It's Hades and Rumpel are back in Storybrooke and right. all of the heroes too. Well, it makes way for another villain to come along. Hmm. You can't have them all come back because then the town will be overrun with villains. And what about the heroes? Yeah. They're the ones that are supposed to win, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> and I think they have quite a battle coming up with... I don't know where Rumpel is in all of this, if he's siding with anyone or if he's his own side or if he's staying out of this. But Hades is... I think he's his own side because he just wants to get Belle awake. Yeah. His whole concern is Belle. It was great to see Stealthy. I know. I was so happy. Okay. So for those of you that listen to the spoilers, we talked about this because I saw his name come across and I was so excited. I had no idea we would see him. And getting to see some of these side characters, even just for a brief moment like that, that's fun. And we get to see, oh, he he had his unfinished business was resentment toward (laughs) Bashful. 
of all of them to be resentful from is bashful. Yeah. That was just funny, but I was just happy to see him. I wonder if we'll see any more because now that they're all back in Storybrooke. I I don't know because Hook is there and I really don't think that this would be the goodbye to Hook. If they wanted to have a goodbye to Hook, the mid-season finale this year would have been that perfect, beautiful goodbye. Then they kind of cheapened it by the fact that, oh, hey, we can bring him back. And then as someone else said in the chat room, something like, if they bring Hook back again after a goodbye like this, or, or something about this whole thing, just kind of this half of the season is unnecessary since it didn't bring them anywhere. It just introduced new villains and let us see some old villains. Yeah. While I loved the goodbye between Emma and Hook, I thought it was very heartfelt. I just don't see that as being the end all to be all. Speaking of heartfelt, I want to give our heartfelt thanks to our heroes for making this episode of the podcast and many of your other episodes possible. For this episode, special thanks to Lisa Slack, David Newland, and our 32 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much. We could not do this without you. It's like you journey with us to the deep, dark underworld, and you go to that scale, and you put your heart there on the scale, and yes, you open the doors for us with your kind sacrifices, with your kind support, with your kind sharing of the episodes. Even if you can't support the podcast financially, sharing each episode of the podcast is a huge help. So if you'd like to be a hero to the podcast and get access to fun things like bloopers or early access to spoilers and much more, go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And remember to log into Patreon on a regular basis in order to get those bloopers. Like this past week, I was finally able to catch up and post all three episodes worth of bloopers that we had from our past several episodes of One's Podcast. So those are there. They're very funny, very enjoyable. Go check them out. Become a hero to get access to those bloopers and other special content. That's at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. It turns out that True Love's kiss with Hades does work. Yeah. And that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It looked like a whole spell went over the whole town of Underbrook. I think it's what happens when there's True Love's kiss. We saw it between Snow and Charming in the pilot. We saw it in season one finale when Emma kissed Henry. We've seen it whenever True Love's kiss has been the key to breaking a spell. Even with Ruby and Dorothy and others, whenever true love's kiss has been the key to breaking some kind of spell, we've seen that kind of rainbow prism sort of thing come out, except for when Belle kissed Rumple back in the episode Skin Deep. But there was some other change that was taking place at that time. So in this case, I think the spell kind of seemed to be twofold. One is that it made Hades' heart start beating again. And, then, and the clock starts spinning yeah. and so really fold. spinning. <laughs> and something starting to happen with the underworld, like it's starting to crumble in some way. Yeah, well, I think that Hades has lost his power over the underworld because he's free now. And it said that he made a comment about how everyone that's there is now able to complete their unfinished business without him interrupting. So I think like things are starting to grow again when we saw that a couple episodes ago, like the flower came and And that kind of thing. If stuff starts to grow again, 
might the ambrosia tree start to grow again and hook be able to come back yeah that'd be really cool but did you notice also how true love's kiss did not work with golden bell yeah i'm glad he tried because that was something that we'd been talking about previously in the podcast is why can't the true love's kiss be be between bell and rumple so someone doesn't truly love the other and i'm not sure exactly which one that is yeah because that's i think Bell loves Rumple, but it might not be true love anymore because he's just destroyed that with all of his lying lately. Yeah, but she does want to try. And true love, I think true love is really more of a choice, not so much just a feeling that you can fall in and out of. And so for Bell, she made that choice. And I think that is true love then for her. Uh, so maybe it's on Rumpel's side. Maybe he's falling back into those nasty habits of loving his magic more than loving Belle. Could be. I mean, he did give up everything to get it to become the dark one again. There are some things I want to dig in deeper with this episode and do some more research on, and we'll bring that in our upcoming full discussions. Like, I know Jacqueline will have something to say about Orpheus and all of that with Ambrosia and the relationship there. That'll be some great uh, Greek mythology and, and other mythology. I saw Jacqueline tweeting during this episode something about something is Egyptian instead. So you'll find that out in our upcoming full discussion. I also want to do some research on the name Cleo Fox. That was the Bale Bonds woman that was going after Emma. We didn't hear her name until the very end. So that makes me think her name... Is probably important, but I don't recognize the name Cleo Fox. If you do, Cleo as in Cleopatra. (laughs) Yeah. She's probably not a fairy tale character. No, I don't think she would be. But her name could still have some kind of significance to the show. So if you listening know of something or have some research, please send us your feedback. You can send your thoughts and theories and more to our email address, call in our phone number, send us a voice message through the website. All of that contact information is available in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 247. That's also where you can go to share this episode out with your friends. Click on the Twitter button, the Facebook button, the Google Plus button, all of those buttons, share it out. And that's the best way that you can support the podcast and help the podcast grow. Thanks for your support in the podcast awards. The nominations are now closed and we're waiting to discover who are the finalists. And we'd love to have your help to vote for the podcast every day, whatever podcast we have in the running. So if you want to get information and updates on that, go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. We'll be back with our full discussions as usual on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, or you can find out our schedule over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And we'd love to include your feedback there. And Jeremy will be joining us for that full discussion as well as Jacqueline. So we'll have the team back together for then and spoilers from Hunter and Jacqueline for the season finale, which is coming up very soon. Please send us your feedback and connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And I'm Hunter Hathaway on Twitter at Traveling Pixie. And until next time, how are you going to stop us from leaving Fuzzy? All your magic can do is make a dog roll over and beg. And thanks for listening.
Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be a hero to the podcast too and get access to bloopers, early access to spoilers, and more, go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.